On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast, we have Matt Andrews from REI Collective, who is an absolute machine in the real estate investing side of things. We dive into his family mastermind on how he kind of groups high-level individuals in the real estate investing game and how he sells high-ticket you know, offers in that 50K range. We also kind of dive into how he builds partnerships with his communities and how he kind of creates financial opportunities that kind of pay, you know, passively throughout the years versus a quick win there. Make sure to tune in. This one's super awesome. If you're into building relationships and partnerships, you don't want to miss out on this one. But I can tell you where people in my space um, really get messed up is um, just, you know, a lot of these people come out of nowhere and then try to, and, and maybe they're truly successful or maybe they're not, you know, but they come out of nowhere with no context. And you see them on Facebook all the time, right? New, new people on Facebook and Instagram all the time and in every conceivable niche. Listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ed Poor Ed Podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson. I'm with Mr. Dylan Carpenter. Dylan, you ready to talk about some real estate marketing today? Shoot, yeah, man. Everybody needs that kind of education. <laughs> yes. Well, today's guest has crossed the bridge. He's not only uh, built an amazing uh, passive portfolio of investment properties. I don't even remember how many he is. I'm going to ask him, but I think it's like upwards over like 30 or 50, something Not crazy. enough. Not enough. <laughs> it's <laughs> <I need> more. <laughs> More, more. <laughs> uh, but he's also uh, he's he's done uh, amazing things in the real estate education space. Um, was an old client way back in the day in in my agency days, and uh, is now the founder of the real estate. What is it? Uh, Family Mastermind. You can go check it out at reifamilyreunion.com. Uh, uh, but he's also like a really fun guy to talk to super, super laid back uh, and, and chill. I'm, I'm excited to to get into it. So Matt Andrews, yeah. welcome to the show. Right on, man. Well, Zach, thank you so much for having me and Dylan. Uh, this is awesome, man. Ready yes. Talk I some love marketing, it. talk some real estate. Let's get into this, man. <laughs> How many properties like do you have like right now? Let's talk about that. You know, well, um, yeah, rental properties, mostly single family homes. We've got uh, somewhere between 70 and 75 um, rental properties in Florida and Michigan and uh, got, got some in Ohio and a little bit in Indiana, mostly Florida um, and uh, in Michigan. And we still do, you know, deals every month. Uh, I try not to do too many deals, but the stuff that's super easy that we can make easy money on. You know, I'm a, I'm a real estate investor <laughs> and foremost, so I still get some deals done. But um, but really try to work on higher level deals and and do a lot few uh, do a lot lower volume than I did back in the day. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's how many rentals we got, and uh, <clears throat> that gives us a lot of freedom to to get into a lot of other things, as you know. Yeah. Now tell everybody what you're up to now in the real estate education space and, and with your mastermind. Yeah. So um, I run a group called the Family Mastermind, and that that's a group of real estate investing 
educators, software developers, uh, platform owners, community owners, uh, tribe builders, uh, basically, however you want to look at it. It's it's the group that kind of trains the mom and pop real estate investors, right? So it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a group of influencers and they're the kind of the teachers, trainers, educators that train that entire space. Uh, so that definitely gets into the world that you guys are familiar with, which is digital marketing, right? A lot of, a lot of, yep. I'm sure you guys and a lot of the listeners have seen people on Facebook saying, Hey, flip properties like me and make a lot of money. And some of them are, <laughs> some of them are total goons, right? And some of them are, are super cool and really authentic and running really cool businesses where they're really helping people at a high level and there's everything in between. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of the world that I exist in there. So the group that I run called Family Mastermind represents uh, really the the highest level of those operators, the people that really create and own the software companies that help investors flip properties or, or right. really uh, own the the uh, educational companies that train that yeah. space. So, yeah, so my, my exposure into that space was way early on in my career. Uh, Dean Graziosi was a client oh, yeah. of mine and Than Merrill was a client of mine. And so that was like my total understanding of like <clears throat> them just running ads in these like hyper geo-targeted areas, like in every major city across the U.S., which is like the, I would hate to run that ad campaign, Dylan. Like can you imagine just saying like running hundreds of events a year and you have to run it, run and start an ad campaign like two weeks before the event. And like that just sounds like those guys crush that model, you know, and they, um, they call it the, uh, well, there's different models, but some of them call it the preview model where they run ads strategically at a certain time, right before they're going to do a free Saturday event, which that Saturday event is the preview for the three day event. And there's a very strategic way to do that. You know, the company Fortune Builders, which is probably the biggest real estate education company in the world, which is uh, owned by Fan Merrill, who was uh, on Flip This House for many years, right? He used to be a NFL player. Um, he, he owns that company and they do that in markets all over the place. Like wherever you are, right? Like probably in both the cities where you're at right now, guys, yeah. <laughs> there is a Fortune Builders something going on, you know, and, and they do the model. I think they were doing like radio. They get more and more into digital too, and more and more into Facebook, and so it's an interesting space. You know, it's an opportunity-based niche, right? Yeah, it's like a lot of other financial niches. Well, you were the first guy in the space where I was like, "Oh, here's a guy that like really prioritizes his family and his life uh, over world domination (laughs) and like massive scale." I mean. Those yeah, Than and Dean, those guys are just marketing machines, and uh, I really just appreciated how you just built your businesses around uh, your your lifestyle first. Well, you'll and, be uh, you know, I've changed my tune. I <laughs> right. Family's not where it's at. I left my kids and my wife behind, <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's all about money for me now. <laughs> That's just where I'm you know. I love it, dude. I love it. Everybody who doesn't know me and is now thinking, man, what, what, a, what a jerk. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm more all about my wife and my kids than I've ever been. And 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 thank you, Zach, for saying that because I've built businesses. You know, I own multiple businesses, mostly in some kind of uh, real estate related space, mm-hmm. right? But I own multiple businesses and I've built them to mm-hmm. have that freedom, right? I've built them to be able to spend the time with the people I want to. And operate the businesses that that all do very well and make really good money, but do it on my schedule, on my terms. And that's mm-hmm. really what it's all about for me. Yeah. 
Oh, that's, that's super cool, man. So let's get into it. I want to know, uh, in this particular space, you're, you know, you're advertising to the, uh, what, what would you say? Like the weekend, um, real estate investor or the aspiring real estate investor. Yeah. Yeah. We we kind of call them like, you know, I don't know why we call them this necessarily. We call them mom and pop real estate investors. So these are, you know, a lot of these are folks that are watching uh, Flip This House on TLC or Discovery Channel saying, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did a house flip and made a little extra money too? And and so it, it's a lot of people who probably don't know what they're getting into and don't know yeah. when they're watching the TV show that it's not, you know, when they see a nicely edited 42 minutes or whatever, that uh, that's not exactly how it works. But um, but a lot of people get into it and get interested in it for that for that purpose. And it's a it, it's something you can do on the side of a job. It's something you can do part-time. It's something you could do uh, on nights or on weekends. You know, it's one of those things uh, that is an opportunity that's, it's really a lead gen based opportunity. It's about getting leads of good deals and then having a good marketing plan for how you turn that deal that you found into money in the most efficient way. Right. So it's really a pure lead gen um, play real estate investing in general really is. Yeah. Um, so, so the field, the education field that serves that, uh, that world is largely a lead gen based educational field. It's how do you get leads from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, PPC, you know, how do you get leads using Facebook or how do you get leads using direct mail or how do you get leads using this automated software that scrapes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, public data and delivers leads, you know, based on certain characteristics that you could then send direct mail on and get leads for motivated uh, home sellers, you know, so it's all, it's all really legion based. And then there's everything that comes after the legion, which is all the rest of the things that really make the money. But a lot of the industry, I'd say 90% of the courses and the education is kind of geared towards uh, legion. And to that end, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, coming into the space that you guys are experts on, and that's, you know, starting to use, Facebook and targeted ads for leads for buyers for real estate and for sellers. And that's a little bit of a new frontier because no one's totally mastered that yet. But, um, but that's a, that's going to be the next really big space. I think and the next big frontier for investors where traditionally it's been direct mail or, um, mm. you know, some other, you know, uh, you know, bank, uh, bank relationships right. or something like that, right. other sources of properties. Right. So it's interesting. It's going to be an, an interesting uh, transition to watch how, you know, Facebook and those kind of things really in a large level play into how yeah. people get rid of their properties, you know? Yeah. So break it down for us. Let's, yeah. let's dive into this rich ad campaign. I want to know uh, what's worked for you over the, the, the last couple of years in this space. Yeah, well, we were talking about you and I were talking about this one before, and Dylan Dylan was in on this conversation too. When we talked before, so this is not the most recent ad, but I wanted to share something that worked that was pretty cool and that was a lot of fun. We had a product called uh, Auction Flipper, right? And I I don't make many products that are actually my products anymore. I I used to be like you know Matt Andrews used to be kind of the face and used to be a guru. That's you know, I'm like why is that? I feel like you know you used to sell products like me, do this like me. <laughs> And like, you know, hey, you can be, you can be like me if you do this like me. It's like, you know, and, and I, I kind of just got out of that. Although I'm not against that, it's, um, it's good for what it's good for. And I built a, a, 
a big list off of that. And I have a lot of assets that come from that. Um, but I like creating strategic partnerships a lot more than I like creating the actual product. So these days, I'm way more apt to buy a company that already has proven products and you know help strategically grow that through creating other partnerships with, with other companies, either that I own or that my friends own. Um, then I am actually making the product, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, that's just where that's more fun to me. That's kind of where my creativity is going is into business mm-hmm. structure and, and stuff like that. So, um, but I still love, you know, I still love the product creation market. I still run masterminds full of the most talented product creators and the most creative marketing minds in uh, the real estate investing world, you know, so I'm I'm in that world every day. I just kind of got out of, you know, being the guy that's, you know, you know, at every step of the funnel talking to you and being the face and being the one that wanted to do it. Um, but uh, where are we going with that? Well, I was just, well, had, right. So yeah, yeah, did. yeah, yeah. Real estate. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? The auction flipper. Yeah. Yeah. Auction flipper, auction flipper. And so my buddy, Antonio, uh, who is a big house flipper, um, lives in Florida, but flips in Virginia, flips in a few other markets. Uh, really, really cool dude. Um, he's also a great musician, uh, you know, can write songs and, and record and produce and just like just one of these guys, you know, he's one of these guys that you're like, who is this guy? You know, who's <laughs> flips houses and makes millions of dollars, makes albums on his spare, you know, in his spare time, stuff like that. And um, and a really smart businessman and a good friend. So we had made this product together because he does a lot of uh, what we call virtual flipping. So he goes on sites like auction.com and HubZoo and zone.com which are all auction sites in the real estate world he buys properties at auction and then immediately sells them to investors does like quick transactions we call it virtual wholesaling so he might only have his money tied up um for like a day or two before boom he gets it right back he buys a property for seventy thousand. he quickly turns it around sells it for seventy nine thousand, and in one day makes nine grand and he does tons of those types Mm. of transactions Right. So so we made a product around that, which is it it was cool uh, to be able to teach students that we made a product around it. And we had the traditional webinar and we had some ads on Facebook and it converted a little bit, but not fantastic. And then I just decided, man, let's have fun with this. You know, like you're, you know, Antonio, you're super talented. You've got all these skills in in the music world and Mm -hmm. uh, you've got this ability to, you know, bring in some people that could produce something really cool for us. Um, we decided to make a music video and he full on wrote an entire song about flipping auction properties <laughs> that, uh, that just made it like, you know, like it was, it was half instructional, half ridiculous and all entertaining. <laughs> right. And really, really like, like way better than I thought it was going to be when I said, okay, sure, let's try it. You know, I thought, you know, we have some really talented guys that would do this for almost nothing guys that, you know, you would normally pay 20, 30 grand to have produce a video like this. And we were able to do it for pennies, you know, two or three grand, I think. Um, And because they were friends. So we went ahead and made this music video way over the top. Antonio, you know, grilling money on his grill and and opening opening up checks, you know, deals that he's done and just like sitting in his lawn chair and his robe and just like like way over the top. And then the next thing he's like driving his, you know, I forget what car he was driving, but some fancy car. And he's out there, you know, driving his race car and doing this and that or whatever. And just kind of big balling. And then they threw me in at the end and it's ridiculous. I'm like, you know, like the whitest guy ever, like trying to dance with Antonio and trying to be like, yeah, you know, and it was like (laughs) terrible, absolutely awful, but 
so so bad it was good you know that kind of thing you know it's like who is this guy all of a sudden at the end of this video um but we decided to run that video to we had you know he had a list i had a list uh we've been building a list already uh for people that had attended the webinar and uh, then we did some lookalike audiences and this was the this was when mini chat first came into the world as well so we hooked up mini chat for the first time i think we were probably one of the one of the first people it was probably within weeks of it being um you know usable on facebook and plugged in a you know a process there and then we just drove a bunch of traffic to that music video and we asked in the copy for some kind of response that then triggered the mini chat sequence right and that ended up bringing thousands of buyers into our pipeline and uh, continued to kind of roll out sales for, for months in the sequence because we had like a six-month sequence built out in ManyChat, uh, which was tied in with a six-month sequence in Infusionsoft. And so the sales just kind of continued to roll, but, uh, but it brought in new people at a, at a really fast rate. Um, wow. And although, like I was telling you guys, it it made money and it did well. Um, and the cost per, or the, uh, I guess the, the lifetime value of that buyer was a little bit lower mm-hmm. that came through those channels, but we brought in 10 times more, <laughs> you know? So it was like, uh-huh. it was a trade off in it, but it worked really well. And then we had a whole, after six months, we had a whole um, upsell sequence of different kinds of products that we would sell to them that were that were kind of unrelated if they didn't end up buying that or liking that. Right. So there was probably actually, you know, we probably picked up almost full value if you really looked at it. But that was a fun one, you know, like we just decided let's have some fun with it. Let's use some new technology. Let's take some chances. And uh and that worked really well and uh and drove a ton of leads. So that's a definitely an example of a rich ad. That's how know? it goes though, right? <laughs> like you kind of get these winners that totally scale in a massive way. But the LTV is like so low because uh, you're really optimizing for uh, <laughs> really like the lowest common denominator for conversions. Yeah. Oh, we totally were. And you, you kind of just walked away we from that. Like, the- we're just like, look at this. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and now you're 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 you've kind of like completely moved away from that model where you're just like, yeah, I only care about like really high LTV stuff, right? I want to buy businesses. I want to do $50,000 masterminds. You're all about the the high ticket now. Yeah. But, but it's like, but I love, I still love that model and I love Mm -hmm. it for, especially for certain types of businesses. And obviously you guys work with, with, uh, you know, you with your own company and also with Mm -hmm. all the companies you partner with, you guys are great examples of the types of businesses, you know, that can really flourish. Um, and, and my mastermind world can too. Um, I've just, so far I've built most of that very organically, very word of mouth. And, uh, and it's a small enough, you know, my masterminds are a small enough enterprise that I've been able to do it that that way. But if I want to, if I want to go up to the next level, eventually, eventually you've always got to go to cold traffic. If you're trying to scale anything, eventually it's going to come your way. So what is, what's the secret to selling a $50,000 mastermind? Like let it, it is a kind of this like family big boys club. Mm -hmm. Like you're targeting some pretty successful entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, So is it just kind of like, Hey, here's a link, throw down 50 G's or, you know, like what, what is that sales process? Uh, that's no, you basically did it. I basically <laughs> walk into like a golf club when they're putting on an event that's like, you know, uh, 
big charity event and I know who the richest people are. <laughs> and I walk up and I slap down a, an application and I say, I say, fill it out. Give me 50 G's right now. <laughs> and then they fill it out and it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how it works. Like I'll pick up 20, 30 members in one swoop. Like, that. <laughs> oh, what if though? <laughs> that would be awesome. Man, that would be awesome. So, okay. So I'll tell you exactly how I do it. I, um, you know, my, my groups, you know, let's take the family mastermind, you know, for, for instance, right. Um, that's a group that, um, I'm building to 50 businesses. The purpose of that group is to bring together real estate investor educators, product creators, uh, service creators, software owners, whatever it is, um, that have a high degree and a high likelihood of being able to collaborate and make money and plus each other, right? Like that's mm. the purpose of that group. So they pay a membership fee to come into it, but that membership fee really pays for the party for the most part. And then I make my money by helping them make, by helping them make money with other people in the group. Right. And so then all of our interests are aligned. So the way, so take one step back now, the way that I find those people, mm -hmm. my marketing strategy, my target audience, um, I laser focus on exactly who I want. Right. Most of the people I'm looking for that I want in that group are running seven figure businesses, many of them in the real estate investing world, actually flipping properties, doing apartment deals, buying multifamily deals owning properties, and also own an education company, putting out courses, speaking on stages when that's a thing, um, you know, doing webinars, you know, that type of thing, and doing a lot of digital marketing. Like yeah. your guys. So how do you really, I mean, these are, there's a lot of ego in this, in this sales conversation, right? Because right. like, sure. they're, they're peers, they're, they're colleagues, they're your affiliates or your partners, Sometimes they're competitors, yeah. Yeah, and so the indoctrination of a funnel, you know, from an ad to a video webinar to a, a consultative sales call is is very formulaic, right? And and, and mm -hmm. that sales process is you're you know agitating a pain, and you, they pretty much have opted in via application to schedule a strategy call, and and you're there to qualify, qualify and, and offer them an opportunity. Generally, it's, you know, a coaching opportunity of, of some effect. In your right. world, it is that is not it at all, right? Like these guys are not <laughs> like watching a VSL and then saying, yeah. I love that, Matt, like, here's, here's my money. So how do you yeah, not, go not, from not this? No, I've built masterminds that are yeah. to teach people how to flip properties or how to grow their property flipping business. Right. And that's a, what you just described is exactly what we do. Right. right. It, it is hands down, like to the T, exactly what we do application into a strategy session, which is really a selling session into the program or into the event or whatever it is. Right. Right. And um, quantifying, you know, how how it's, you know, mutually, you know, beneficial. Um, but with this, it's yeah, it's much more laser targeted because the focus is not get members in and monetize by membership fee. The focus is get people in that fit the spirit of the group. And when I say spirit of the group, I mean the collaborative nature of the group. You know, so right. if I find people running seven figure and up businesses, and it doesn't have to be seven figure. I mean, there's, there's, we have one member that does, you know, 400K a year and 99% uh, margin and might be the, the happiest 
person in the mastermind, you know, and, <laughs> and then we got people, and then we got people running $40 million businesses. And how do you go, how do you go from, what is this like, what does that conversation look like? What, I, what I'm getting at is like, how do you get permission to all to sell? And then, yep. Right. So yeah. it's all about developing the right, you know, call it whatever you want, sphere of influence, Rolodex, contact base, whatever it is. It's all about knowing the right people. I mean, all businesses to some extent, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you guys understand one of the only true hacks to marketing. Every other thing, every other thing that's not digital marketing is all just relationships. <laughs> yeah, like the other, the other, the, the whole other part of it, that's all businesses is relationships. Mm -hmm. And ultimately that's the stuff that really makes the most money, right? Yeah. Um, you guys can juice with digital marketing what is born with a relationship, mm -hmm. right? And so like what you, what you have, what you offer is the gift of like scalability mm -hmm. to a great idea born out of human, human contact. Right. right? So, so that's why, it, that's why it works. That's why it makes sense. Um, so what I focus on is getting people in through making it a no brainer because of the other people that are in the group and what they can do with them. Right. So that's all I really sell. What I really sell is look, when you're a part of this, here's instantly how it makes sense for you and your business and where you are, right? In some cases, it's because they're building something and this will take a five-year thing down to one year because we've got 10 other people in the group that have done it and are right there and will willingly share all the shortcuts and boom, they just they can hit it on overdrive. Maybe that's what I'm selling, but it's people in the group that provide that, right? Um, maybe it's, you know... Uh, somebody wanting to, you know, prep their business for sale, you know, they're finally going to exit, you know, and there's a few people in the group that have done that successfully. And so they join the group to kind of, you know, have a, a group of advisors around them during that process. Uh, so there are people in the group that could aid in someone like that. So I would sell that to that person. But really, the process is people that are already in the group, bring me other people that they think fit in the group. Right. So that usually happens by, you know, by a high tech communication process called text. Right. <laughs> and I get the text and it's like, hey, you know, one of my members says, you know, hey, Matt, this is so and so that I told you about. They run this company that does this. Um, I told them about Family Mastermind and I think they would be a really great fit. They're really eager to talk to you, you know, and that's the way I direct people. Very simply, when you're running a group of right now, 45 businesses and you're only trying to grow it to like 50, and you want it to be the right ones, you can do it like this, right? Mm -hmm. If I was trying to grow a 500-person group, I wouldn't be able to do this. I'd have to go an application process. You know, I'd have to go a bigger filter. But members that I trust and have already vetted that are bringing me people, now they've done a text introduction, super warm marketing, right? Like this person wants to talk to me. They've been brought to me, basically pre-vetted, and I've been built up the right way so that when I have a conversation with this person, um, it's kind of clear we're having this conversation because I'm vetting them to see if they should receive an invitation to the group. And that's really good positioning to go into a phone call. Um, and that's really the whole intake process. You know, that's I plan a meeting with them yeah. or I immediately shoot their info to my assistant who plans a, a really quick meeting with them. We don't do a whole bunch of Calendly stuff. If it's somebody that somebody has brought to me, one of my current members, I fast track it, you know, myself or with my assistant, and they manually make that appointment um, right away. 
you know, and usually within two or three days, it happens. And then I get on the phone with them. We have usually a 30 minute phone call. If it's not a fit, it's usually a 30 minute phone call. If it is a fit, it's usually like a 45 minute phone call, sometimes even longer. And, um, and if it's a fit at the end of that call, um, I offer them the, the chance to join and tell them what the deal is, you know, and, and if they say they're ready to go, which most of the time when they come the right way, and we've had a good conversation and I made it clear, you know, what the immediate value is, uh, but also the real long-term value, then it's usually a pretty easy sell, but it's that easy because we've targeted, you know, people know exactly in the mastermind, they know exactly who to bring me because they're bringing their counterparts. They're bringing the people they already work with, you know? So if I were to go out and find some of these people, which I did in the beginning, I would just laser target the people I already know in the industry. Like I already know who my next probably five or six or seven members are going to be to get me 50. I already know who they are, you know? And I'm just going to have three or four conversations with them until they figure out that it doesn't make sense for them not to be in the group, you know? And, And so I think if you laser target enough and you create something of value, that's what you can do. And if you're not trying to grow it to thousands and thousands of sales, but a relatively low number, like 50 uh, of recurring high ticket sales, um, you can build something, you know, really, really nice. But the thing about this group is, and I've run other groups where, you know, the the whole idea was to get hundreds in um, and there's value in, in those groups too, but keeping it small and doing that for the purpose of my real payout on running a group like that is in participating in business with the members, mm-hmm. right? So I bring people in that I think have a high collaborative affinity with other members, but also with me. And so I fund some members' businesses. Uh, there are new businesses that spin off and, you know, there are new software companies that are created there. And I get a piece of those as an advisor, um, you know, sometimes I just, you know, I, I make a lot of deals where it's just like, great, it's great for those two members. And, and I just basically kind of put it together and just let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do that, and when I create the atmosphere to do that, and I bring in the businesses that can do that with each other, then it's a real easy sell when I've targeted, right? Because it's like, look, you're doing this and this, you're trying to build your software company up to this and this. I've got five people in the group that have done that. And about 10 other people that could easily white label your application that you've created, um, you know, you come in and I don't see any way you don't do another three or 400 K this year, just on membership collaborate. Mm-hmm. And when you make that pitch to the right person, then it's just kind of a no brainer. So you're They're- actually kind of selling um, almost, I mean, yes, you're selling partnerships. Yes. You're selling people in the group and access, Yeah, but you're also selling partnerships, right? Like, Hey, this is a channel to grow your business. This is a marketing strategy, Oh, totally. build relationships with these curated, you know, people. And this is the impact, you know, you do this deal, this deal, and this deal, and I'll help you navigate those deals over the next 12 months. And we think you'd be a good fit because you already pre-qualified them. And so they can say, Oh yeah. Okay. If I do one, two or three of those things, has nothing to do with Matt's going to teach me this. Matt's going to sh- you know right. show me this as much as you're really just pointing out access to to all these other partners. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's Ad Card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to twelve months, then check out Ad Card. 
See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, and you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. That's right. And so, yeah, and it takes the burden off me of being like, you know, because on the real estate masterminds I've run, it's like, let me show you how to flip properties. You come to me to learn how to acquire rentals or how to rehab, you know, houses and, and make money or whatever it is. Um, this is really different in that they're not coming to learn from me. Will they learn some stuff from me sometimes? Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, will I learn stuff from them? Yep. Probably, you know, and like almost definitely, right? But my value and what I'm bringing to the table here is more in my ability to get the right people in the room. Yeah, if I get the right people in the room, um, and then I can have a staff and a process and uh, just and literally put the right physical venue behind the right people like that to where the atmosphere is perfect for discussion and collaboration and brainstorming and just put you in the perfect headspace for doing that. Uh, it's unbelievable what comes out of it. I mean, it's absolutely like unbelievable. And so then the thing begins to be the whole thing that I do. What I spend most of my day doing is like, you know, I spend an hour a day on like property stuff, right? Between Florida and Michigan and then the properties that we do or the projects, that's like an hour a day. That's like maybe five hours a week. Sometimes not even that. Hmm. Whole rest of the day, honestly, is um, and it's not a, not like a hectic schedule or anything. I'd get it all done between my kids' uh, school hours, but it's a vetting opportunity. I mean, that's what I spend more time doing than anything else is vetting opportunity. Hmm. It's like this, you know, this guy over here wants to sell this lending company, which would perfectly fit into this over here. And I can buy this lending company with this partner over here in my mastermind for this much. And if we paid that much and did nothing but take the list from that company and use it in this company over here, we'd make 4X just on what we bought the company. But that's not mm-hmm. even the best use of that first company that we just bought. you know. And so just deals like that that spring up out of being at the center of a lot of businesses and seeing the ins and outs of a lot of businesses, kind of being the first to know. Uh, when there are breakthroughs and that type of thing, it just puts you in the uh, kind of in the, the the first position seat, you know, the the venture capitalist seat almost. And so that's the biggest thing I do. You know, I try to purposefully and have and put a process behind vetting opportunities, growing contacts, growing relationships, targeting the right people for, um, you know, for groups like Family Mastermind, but also some other groups that I own and run, and um, and then trying to, uh, as much as I can, push the communication process in a constructive way that informs the members, but also me, 
of where the uh, synergies are where and and where the really where the low hanging fruit is i'm looking for the stuff that's super easy it's like oh you were about to spend four million on that oh your friend over here already made that he'll license it to you for a fraction of that you know and boom there you go you know mm-hmm. you like a whole a whole thing that opens up there i love those kinds of things that happen you know when you have good communication going in a group so so yeah. I end up spending more time, you know, even in real estate, you know, it ends up going more and more to that as I put real estate deals together. I like doing them with other people. I like bringing in other people's money or expertise or uh, just whatever it is, because that's fun, you know, um, and I still do a lot of deals just, you know, by my, just me and my wife too, you know, but I like doing bigger deals with more people and, and kind of bringing, uh, you know, a, uh, a pooled genius to the table when I can. Yeah. And so, so what yeah. does it look like? I want to hear about this poor ad. Like how would, if I wanted to sell a $50,000 mastermind, I want to hear about something that you've tried to bring in new mastermind members. And you would say, Hey, if you want to go start a mastermind of 50, like a very high ticket one, very curated of 50,000 folks, Mm -hmm. what would you say not to do in the, in the very first (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, I I haven't had any failed, and I don't mean this in a cocky way, but I haven't had any failed ad campaigns in the mastermind world because I've built them all the way I just kind of told you there, you know? Right. Um, uh, And I had credibility when I built other ones in the real estate investing, kind of in the house flipper world where I was teaching, where I was the guru teaching people how to flip houses. I brought credibility there um, Mm -hmm. with a lot of the deals I'd done and how many years I'd been in the business. So, um, so that stuff was congruent and worked, but I can tell you where people in my space, um, really get messed up is, um, just, you know, a lot of these people come out of nowhere and then try to, and, and maybe they're truly successful or maybe they're not, you know, but they come out of nowhere with no context and you see them on Facebook all the time, right? New, new people on Facebook and Instagram all the time and in every conceivable niche, and um, you don't know how they got there. You don't know who they are exactly. Um, and they don't give any real proof of or track record of success, right? There's just nothing like that out there at all. And so the people that I see like really messing up the most are the ones that I think are just putting out flashy ads that get a lot of people involved at a low level, at a low ticket price. But those people never go up the funnel because it's all based on kind of smoke and mirrors kind of approach. Right. And so anything that I've done that didn't really resonate, it was never, it was never because I, I've never like launched ad campaigns that didn't have integrity, but it was just because there was no heart to them. Um, or it was just, uh, there was no story to them or there was just no, even though they weren't inauthentic, they weren't like uniquely authentic, if that makes sense, you know? And so I, I think anytime I get away from that, so the, the approach for the masterminds and going laser targeted straight to people and having those phone calls and having people brought in warm like that, um, that's about as, you know, as warm as you can get. Right. But through my 20 years of business, I've done some stuff that that hasn't worked. I mean, there's no doubt about, you know, I've done a lot of ad testing in a lot of different ways. I mean, I started my house flipping business on bandit signs. Do you guys even know what those are? (laughs) (laughs) You know what bandit signs are? Aren't those like the things you just see when you're driving by, like on like a random like street corner? They're they're illegal signs, man. They're illegal signs. They're illegal they are right it's called let's call them what they are right in most places they are illegal right like you don't own that corner 
and don't have any rights to to advertise in that corner, right? Yet that's what I did early in my business, right? And I had, you know, I mean, if you lived in Tampa, Florida during a certain time period, you definitely drove by multiple signs of mine every day, all the time for <laughs> about seven, eight years, probably. And uh, that's how I started my business. So, you know, I'll buy your house today. And then just a phone number, you know, and it gets tons of, you know, you, you put it up in the right spot. It's like high traffic, uh, yeah. high traffic Facebook, you know, high traffic, <laughs> Facebook traffic, you know, and so. Wow. Um, so bandit signs, you know, started my business getting phone calls from people who were desperate to sell their house because they saw it on the side of the road, you know, um, the same way they would call, you know, a lawyer if they were suing somebody, you know, and, and they right. saw it and they saw it on the well, side of something like that. Except uh, tuition painters. Yeah. That was my that was my bandit sign business in college. <laughs> I had a, like a little college painting business in like my second year of college over the summer, and I did bandit signs all over yeah. San Diego. Yeah, man, it's the poor man's advertising. So <laughs> I started my business doing that, and literally at certain times, because um, we would go out, we'd go out. Me and my roommate at the time would go out in the middle of the night, and the reason I would take him was because he was super tall. And if I, I'm not that tall, I'm like five, eight. Right. So I had to like, I would have to get on a step ladder to like put it up on a, uh, on a telephone pole or something like that. Right. And he could just walk out there. Guys like six, eight, he could just walk out there and just boom, 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 boom. Like <laughs> he'd jump back in the car. We'd go down to the next corner. Boom, boom, boom. He'd put him in. And so I started my business that way. But we had people chasing us down the street, um, at, at, at one point. And I remember thinking I was like a year into my real estate business. And I'm being chased down the street by like a community Avenger and, um, and like, <laughs> not like a cop or anything like that, you know, just somebody who like saw us doing it has been hating seeing signs in their neighborhood and is coming to get us, you know, like <laughs> chasing us down the street. And, uh, oh and it's like two in the morning or something. And I remember thinking, man, this is what it takes to be a real estate investor, I guess. I guess that's what it's about right here, you know, like literally getting chased down the street. But that's like, you know, that that was like black hat, right? And so it's kind of, there, there's definitely a, uh, a you can put a, you know, a, uh, so funny, you know, comparison together with digital marketing is like, you know, black hat stuff, you know, might work for a little bit, but ultimately it, it, ultimately <laughs> it ends with somebody chasing you down the street in the dark. Oh it. my gosh. Yeah. It's called Facebook, <laughs> Facebook policy now. Right? Uh, exactly. Okay. So I want to talk about some of these financial principles. I, I've, I've, Matt, I feel like, you know, the way that you operate, not only your, your real estate business and how you're, uh, running your your mastermind businesses, you let you look at things you know very differently. So, how would you? Uh, I guess like what are some guiding principles f for you um, as you're, you know, managing the day to day of your businesses, managing cash, yeah, um, and investing in new new projects. I mean, just from a real general standpoint, try try to do things. What whatever you do, whatever your genius is, whatever business you're in. Try to do things today that pay off uh, over and over again, right? And so for me, in my world, it's real estate, it's it's uh, rental properties. You know, that's the passive income. I, I I have rental properties that make me money today, over and over again, and continue to rise in value and make more and more money each year as they've raised in rent. You know, over the years, some of those properties. I've had since heck 2002, some of them, yeah. you know, 
Um, most of them I got probably after the dip in like 2008 to 2012 is probably where I picked up the majority of them. They've all tripled and quadrupled in value from where I bought them. So <clears throat> being able to, to do something now that pays off in the future, property I think is the best way. You know, So if you are uh, running a business, if you're running ads, you're making money, you're doing webinars or you have products that you sell or whatever it is, right? And you are killing it with digital marketing and you're having these six figure months and stuff, take some of that money, take my advice, take some of that money and put it into some property that, uh, that you can hold long-term because you can make money in business and you can make money doing, you know, quick flips in real estate, but real wealth, one of the easiest ways to real wealth is long-term holding on, on real estate. If you can hold real property, you know, if you can hold real property for the long term, you will always, always do well. And I see a lot of people coming into not just my space, but really, you know, people in the digital marketing space. I mean, I've been in, you know, uh, War Room, you know, Ryan Dice and uh, Roland Frazier's mastermind. I've been in War Room and I've been in other rooms and done, you know, joint ventures with those guys, been around that world for a long time. I'm around a lot of great marketers, a lot of smart marketers. Uh, and they're smart with marketing, but they're not smart with delaying gratification and putting some money away and saving saving some money and figuring out, you know, some at least a little bit of financial IQ. You know, and do you, and do you have like a rule? Do you have like a rule in terms of like, hey, I'm going to make X amount of dollars in revenue. I'm going to target X amount in profit, and and here's how much like I'm going to or I'm willing to reinvest back into the business versus, versus yeah. It it, it kind of depends a little bit on the business because now I'm into so many different businesses. The the real estate business, for example, like the money that I make from rental properties and real estate, I put all back into a fund for more real estate, right? So that's like 100%. So if you look at that as a business, it's like it all goes back in. I don't even take income on it. It just goes right back in. If there's another 100 grand built up in there and I could buy a property for a hundred grand that fits my criteria, I'm going to do it. And then boom, it becomes part of the pool. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but then there are other businesses that I strategically acquire um, for growth and we put, you know, most of the money back into it there too, you know? So as far as an actual strategy, no, like I know what I want to make individually. Like I know what I want to have in my bank account, you know, to live. And I know what kind of investments I want to make post tax, you know, that businesses need to pay me, you know, that like, um, but as far as the individual businesses, they're all different. And many of them, many of the stuff I do now, it's, it's really, it's kind of run by a different CEO. Anyway, it's run by one of, you know, two or three different CEOs that I essentially work with over a few different companies. So, um, so as far as a formula there, no, but I can tell you this, I, everything I do is strategically because of its alignment with something else I do, if that makes sense. So every business that I, and I, I shouldn't talk like I've acquired hundreds of businesses. I mean, I own, I own probably eight or nine companies, um, but I love to have a equity portfolio of 30 or 40 businesses, you know, where I own pieces of a lot of different companies. Um, but everything I do, I do because there is a primary uh, reason to do it, but also there are secondary synergies with other things. Um, in some cases, I am starting or buying companies to aid in another acquisition that I made. 
you know, like we're, we're, here's an example. So I'm negotiating right now on a um, on a big real estate education company, right? A proven entity, multi million dollar operation, has lots of students, has a you know a backlog of of trainings, proven methods, Facebook ads, everything's turnkey, right? Ready to go. Um, probably does five six million a year in business and. That business right there in and of itself is great, and it can be a great acquisition in and of itself. But there are three other companies I'm looking at to acquire just because it would be able to exponentially grow this this company that I'm buying here, right? Like this company clearly needs, there's one big gap in their educational offering, right? That, that is clear, right? And we could make it and it would take a year. <clears throat> or I could go buy the company that already has it made and then it becomes that thing, right? And so there's a company over here that already does it. I can buy it. I can make it a no-brainer. I can help that owner build it 10 times bigger than he was ever going to build it by bringing it into this. And so I strategically look at everything I do now like that. And I used to do it, you know, when I was doing more and more properties, um, especially during the foreclosure crisis, I'd buy, you know, a bunch of properties on the same street. And then you bring up the whole street and you build your own equity in a street because now all of a sudden, man, that's a really nice street. Everybody wants to live on that street. And I did 12 houses out of the 18 on it. And so, yeah, it's really nice. New grass on everything. Everything's newly painted. Everything looks really good, you know. So I I look at businesses the same way now. And, um, you know, sometimes those businesses come with it, uh, bring with it like this one, the one I'm negotiating on now, bring with it an ad strategy in place, which is amazing. Because not not having to figure out an ad strategy is uh, kind of incredible, you know. And so since that's one of the primary drivers, I it love is. That. I love it that. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Andrew, this has been an amazing uh, episode. I really appreciate you diving into, uh, really breaking down, you know, what you would do to sell um, a new mastermind, and, and really sharing how you how you look at business. Tell everybody a little bit about what you're up to next, and. Uh, how they can get in touch. Yeah, man, definitely. Well, just reach out to me. I mean, if you're a marketer and you're doing cool things and uh, you just want to like, you know, be in touch with me, just find me on Facebook. You know, I'm friends with Zach. I'm friends with Dylan. So uh, if you're friends with those guys, <laughs> find Matt Andrews on Facebook. It's usually going to be pictures of me and my wife and my two kids. I got a six-year-old daughter, two-year-old boy, and spend a lot of time hanging out with them. So you can find me, Matt Andrews, on Facebook. And then... um and that's really it. You know, there's uh, you know, if you're into real estate, you can link off of that profile to a lot of other things that I do real estate related. And, um, you know, I will tell you one thing that uh, I'm pretty excited about that's coming up. That's kind of, it's, a, I guess it's a little marketing related, but um, there's definitely some marketing behind it. Um, we just did, you know, COVID has been tough on, I, I do a lot of charity work and COVID has been tough on travel, obviously. And a lot of the charity work we do kind of depends on travel. And um, we have been able to something good just happened and something something good is about to happen, too. We deliver eleven hundred wheelchairs every year to Jamaica, to the inner cities of Jamaica. And I usually take teams once or twice a year down to Jamaica and, you know, usually about 20 or 25 people. And we spend like a week just assembling wheelchairs and distributing wheelchairs and going through that process. And um, so we do 1,100 wheelchairs per year that we source and create and assemble and and then deliver. And uh, we weren't able to do that this year. So the, the thing that's cool that just happened was 
we partnered with a third, uh, with a, a second charity down there, a third party, and said, look, we cannot get down there, but our wheelchairs are sitting in this storage uh, compartment, and uh, they're going to be sitting there for a year, and the tires are going to be ruined a year from now when, when we can travel again, right? Um, do you want to do this? And so they, they basically um, assembled a volunteer workforce and for an entire week distributed all 1,100 wheelchairs that my group is going to do over two, you know, the course of two different trips. So super cool, super win. And now we are partnered with that charity in a way that provides some really unique opportunities for the future. So even with COVID and us not being able to go down there and us thinking we were literally going to be wasting 75 grand in wheelchairs that we got donated and we're going to be ruined. Um, we, we not only use them, delivered them, but made this really cool relationship with another third party. Right. Um, the same thing is happening right now with our children's home in Nepal. We're partnering with another group there uh, to be able to deliver some food and resources uh, that we can't deliver because we can't be there. So, um, so those are just two things I wanted to share two cool things that are happening and the whole reason I build businesses the way I do, the way I acquire in the way I do, the way I run real estate the way I do, is so that I've got some time and some mental bandwidth. And you had talked about this before, Zach, some time and mental bandwidth to be able to do those other kind of things, you know, to be able to work on a project like that in Nepal or down in Jamaica, to be able to make those kinds of relationships. And so it all comes back to relationships. You know, that's that's where it, that's where it all is in business and charity and your family, that's really where it comes back to. But having the time and building a business that allows you to do everything you want to do and some time to actually think a little bit and some mental bandwidth to work on some of those other projects because we all have those things we want to do, right? It's having the time to actually do them you know? and the mental, the mental ability and the mental presence to do them because we're not toast from working too hard or whatever, you know? So so I just want to leave that with everybody is, you know, whatever you're building, whatever you're working on, whatever is working for you, you know, parlay it into some real estate or something that provides <laughs> passive income, right? Number one. And, and number two, it's that thing that I just said, you know, just, just keep that in mind. So I appreciate it, man. This was fun. Oh, Matt Andrews, there you go. And thank you so much. We'll definitely have you back on the show. And uh, this has been, this has been an amazing. Thank you. Cool. See ya. so much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ad podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoorad.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me zach at funnel-com show me you left a review and i'll give you a free copy of the rich ad poor ad book to learn more about the book go to richadpoorad.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.